Hello, everybody, and welcome to Watch What Crap Ends, the podcast for all that crap we just love to talk about on ye old bravs. Okay, I'm Ronnie. That's Ben over there. Hi, Ben. Hey, Ronnie. What's up? Well, happy Monday, Turkey. Happy, happy Potomac. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the, it's the long-awaited uh, merging of Real Housewives of Potomac and Hanukkah today. Yes, happy Hanukkah, Ben. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Pretty amazing time, everybody. Where you whip <laughs> so out much your is happening in our world. Start burning those candles, y'all. It's Hanukkah time. It's Nicki Minajica. Nicki Minajica. I, that sound, that has a better flow to it than Potomaca. Yeah. Or we just add a cut to everything. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of my takeover of the Real Housewives of Potomac reunion. Yeah, so here we are with Real Housewives of Potomac. Just a quick shill before we get going. Go buy Crappens Live tickets. All right, they're on sale right now. In January, we are going to be in New York City for the Crappy Awards. Those are almost sold out, so go get those. They're, next night, we're in Jersey, which is sold out, SARS. And then um, we're in Boston to finish out that weekend. So we're super excited. Go get your tickets. We're in a ton of cities, so go look for yours at watchwhatcrappens.com. Okay? Also, we do a show on the Green Room app by Spotify. It's called Take a Seat. It is every Monday night. So that's tonight. And it starts at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. We talk a lot of poop. Tonight, we're probably going to be talking about Lala and Rand's new <laughs> gossip, oh which has been real yeah. fun. We'll talk a little bit about this. Really, whatever you guys want, because you get to talk on that one, too. So you come up, you tell us who to take a seat. It's a really fun time. You get to talk with each other. We have a great time every week doing that. So that Spotify green room is free. Just sign up, blah, blah, blah. Also, Patreon uh, is where we do our bonus episodes and videos. We're going to start recapping Selling Sunset this week, season four, mm. on our bonus. So go check that out at patreon.com slash watch what crap is okay. I am so excited to dive back into Selling Sunset. I already have a little chair strapped to my arm. <laughs> it's just for fashion. <laughs> <laughs> it's my pocketbook. Um, so that's exciting. That's what's coming up this week. But for right now, let's, this is the, one of the most anticipated reunion episodes in a, in a long time. Uh, the Nicki Minaj takeover of Potomac. Uh, I didn't know what to really expect, but I knew it was going to be messy and it was messy. Yes, it was damn messy. And it was really fun going on to Real Housewives of Potomac Twitter last night, searching the hashtag and just reading everybody going off. I was dying laughing. <laughs> What do people have to say? Or we can just save that for take a seat tonight. We can talk about that, what people had to say. But I'm sure they you know, had a lot of like colorful She has things. all her fan, the barbs or whatever. Barbs. And they were going after Chris and really anybody who gave Nikki oh. any kind of shit. They were sticking up for Nikki. And then Nikki tweeted at Wendy like, oh, my God, you know what? Why would I come out? Like, how could you steal my nose? That wasn't cool. And then <laughs> Wendy, of course, because she's a giant wuss, okay? She acts all tough. But she didn't tweet back to her instead she tweeted back at Giselle and she's like shut up Giselle with your turkey neck because Giselle <laughs> says something like yeah that was very unprofessional and she's like shut up turkey neck <laughs> and then so all the people were like oh very professional as a news commentator Wendy I was just cracking up reading it I love Twitter I love, like that's the line that people are, are are like drawing like well you know it was cool that she Went on to a housewives show and like got into all these fights with people and and everything and now is creating candles. But this, 
this is not what a newswoman does. Yes, now you're unprofessional as a newswoman. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well let's let's jump into it. So it opens up with Nikki, you know, taking a seat and everything, and she's like, "Um, Ashley, it seemed like you didn't have much of a storyline." And she's like, "Um, is my family not my storyline? Like, is that what you're saying? My family isn't my storyline? No, it's not your storyline. It's not, Ashley. Okay, it is your storyline, and that's the fucking problem. No, dropping babies out is not a storyline, okay? You already did that, okay? You had already yeah. done that at the beginning of the season. Your storyline was pretending that you give a shit about therapy for your husband because you hadn't been back since the last damn season aired, okay? So obviously you're not serious about it. And your husband wouldn't even show up anywhere to get yelled at. So what the fuck are you doing, Ashley? Come on. Exactly. Um, I mean, look. You know, having babies is a wonderful part of life. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's almost it's like the it's like the Hanukkah of of the life cycle. Wonder right? of wonder, miracles of miracles. Had <laughs> a little fiddler for all, for all the Jews out there. Sunrise, sunset. Is this the little dog? <laughs> hey, give it time. We've got a whole recap. We've got a whole recap to get through, buddy. But the point is this: I, the, the, you know. Bravo, you know, Bravo, of course, wants to cover these things because it's what's going on in her life. Um, but I think we're all kind of sick of uh, watching, you know, the the plights of, of new motherhood on Bravo. And this is something that, like, I feel like I've heard from a lot of of our, our mom listeners who are like, I don't want to relive this shit. I already have a, a two-year-old at home. Please take me away. I don't want to watch more of this. Yeah. You know, like, congrats on the baby. Like, get it off my screen. Okay. Yeah. There's a reason they don't have babies in ball gowns holding snowflakes or whatever the fuck you guys hold at the beginning of this show. Okay. There's a reason. I was scared when you said ball gowns. <laughs> said ball gowns and babies. I was afraid it was going to go in a different direction given that this what this show is talking about with ball gowns. <laughs> yeah. All these shows had weird ball gown uh, episodes. Okay. So uh, we're talking about Girls Trip coming up later this week. Okay. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, she, you don't got no storyline. And Ashley's like, <laughs> my family. And she's like, yeah, but you know what? It seemed like Ashley and her family, you know, and then like the other ladies, you know what I mean? Like, is that why you was you were willing to like be Giselle's side chick and like, like be shady to Wendy like that? <laughs> And then Karen just like clasps Wendy's hand and just starts swaying like mm, mm, she's saying all the things that I wanted to say. But she's just like just swaying on the sofa. Yeah. Karen was definitely at a concert tonight. You know, she was just like putting her hands in the air, swaying back and forth, mouthing the words to songs she doesn't really know. Like when Oprah goes to like when Oprah has somebody on that she doesn't really listen to, but she pretends she knows all the lyrics. Yeah. Karen, was. <laughs> Karen was looking for someone's back to just to rest her chin on, you know, she, <laughs> Karen, Karen, Karen came off like this. This was a cakewalk for her. This episode, she like she really did not suffer too much of Nikki's wrath. But Nikki, by the way, we should just talk like Nikki was very funny because she would have these moments where she would just get so messy. Like, so what do you do when you have sex? Huh? Like, does he touch it? Does he touch your butt? Huh? But then she like has these moments where she tries to make it very empowering, which is then funny because then she clocks Mia later for trying to have this hilarious embarrassment moment. It was such a funny p pendulum to watch. Yes. It's like she knew that she had to make nice no matter what. So she'd be like really shitty and then turn it around like, wow, what I say? Come on. I know. So Ashley's yeah. like, hold on a minute. This is my sixth year on the show. Excuse me, ma'am. Okay, maybe it's your sixth year. It is not your sixth season. So stop trying to fudge the numbers, okay? Season two. And she's no, like, Ashley's season one. No. Ashley. Ashley, no. 
Ashley Darby was, was season not. one. No, I'm gonna look. Ashley Darby was right season now. one. Ashley Darby. Ashley Darby is an is an OG of season. Potomac. No, no, she is not. Remember, she came in the next year and Giselle slut shamed her, or did she just? No, that was the first year. Giselle slut shamed her right off the bat. Oh my Giselle god! Giselle acted really? like she was already had a season under her belt in the first season. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I thought she was a season twoer. You better, you better, t- you better apologize to Miss Darby and give her that sixth year and that sixth season back. <laughs> oh my god! Here's her original tagline from season one. Throw this spring chicken into the cougar's den and let the games begin. <laughs> not, a, not a great line. Yeah, Very sorry, like Ashley. Thunderdome meets like like <laughs> Thunderdome meets like the poultry industry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get this salmonella on the counter and you'll throw up for days. <laughs> One chick, two chickens enter, one chicken leaves. <laughs> so she's like, hold on a minute. This is my sixth year on the show, even though Ronnie's a fucking moron and thinks it was five. <laughs> so it's not like I don't have a repertoire of things that I've gone through. I, lo- I like that that's how you look at it. Like, I've been through a repertoire of things on the show. How dare you? My <laughs> husband's cheated in three different ways since I began this journey, ma'am. Exactly. That's what the, her repertoire of things that she's gone through is just all is, is just Michael. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, she's like, and I've always stood and talking to people to their face and things that I have said behind their back. It didn't really make sense. And then Nikki's like, so you didn't lug your breast milk down there to start some drama to be petty so you get more camera time. Why is this? What is with the breast milk shaming? Like, give the woman a break, okay? She brought her damn breast milk. Everyone else brought a candle with their name on it. I would actually <laughs> stand for the breast milk before I would the candles. I like that Ashley did that. That was like dedication. And she's like, I am. I haven't ha- been able to be with a woman very much this, you know, this season because I have had these babies. So I am going to take my breast milk. And I'm gonna be. I'm going to adapt to the circumstance. I will go down there. I will start some shit, and I will leave. Yeah. So Ashley's like, no, Nikki, no, no. Listen, everyone was giving me a different story, which I'm on Ashley's side on this. I think that Ashley was hearing everything, and she's like, let's say it to Wendy's face, and nobody else would. So she went and said it to Wendy's face. I mean, well, and also hell? Giselle told her to. By the way, don't forget, Giselle was like, I think you uh, would be the better one uh, to tell Wendy all this because, uh, you know, uh, you have Michael. Uh. And so she's like, OK, I'll do it. You know, it gives me something to do. So, yeah, I'm on her side, too. The point is I'm on her side. And so Wendy goes, she's like, well, you know what? I didn't honestly think that Ashley was malicious. I thought that Giselle was being malicious. And Nikki's like, why? I mean, if this one put put the knife in your back, this one put the knife in your face. Yeah. And Wendy's like, you think so? She goes, Yeah. Um, there was an elephant in the room, and the elephant had no boobs and ass. All right? <laughs> and so Wendy's like, why do you think that? And she said, "You, she had no storyline, so she leaned in on your situation. And Ashley's like, but I am part of the group. So she goes, yeah, but you still have to hear the criticism that it seemed like you came down here just to say that. And she goes, you, you left right after, Ashley. You left right after. And, I mean, I don't really get it. So were you mad I at her for it. leaving early? Are you mad at her? She's saying you have to hear the criticism that you have no storyline and that you just it seemed like you just came after her just to like come after her. I'm like, well, but then isn't that trying to create a storyline, if anything? Like, why are you mad at her for not having a storyline and trying to do something, trying to have some sort of like like and be willing to drive all the way down to this place to sort of create a storyline? It just right. felt like it's a like, weird 
criticism. It's called making an effort, Nikki. Okay? It's called making an effort. So Candace says, um, um, wait, she literally gave birth two weeks earlier. And she's like, yeah, but she should have stayed home then. <laughs> then she would have had no more storyline. <laughs> Even Candace is like, she's got to work. She's got, I mean, she we got work to do. And Nikki's like, whoa, candy girl, excuse me. Let me talk to Ashley about this, okay? So Ashley's like, Listen, any other time that I'm not there, everyone's in your face and like, let's talk about it. And so for me to be like on for like a couple of days and then we're like, I come in and then we're like pussyfooting around each other. And I thought like there was like a weird group dynamic going on. So I was just like, want to get to the core of it. Yeah. And Nikki's like, well, we're going to bring the drama. Okay. We not bitches. <laughs> something said something like that. I was cracking up at her this whole time, by the way. I yeah. really love this. A lot of people were very anti Nikki, but I loved it. You know, <laughs> it's funny because. Nicki Minaj is like a huge superstar, right? And um, but like she comes into this and she kind of felt like like just like a fan, which was kind of funny because like she's so like, you know, famous. But she's asking very – she's just like, oh, my God. No, I want to know this about you. Like, what shoe size do you wear? Okay, do you like that shoe? Okay. Oh, my God, that one time when you looked at her that crazy way, what were you thinking, huh? <laughs> like, so it's kind of funny to see her. Uh, like, you sort of think that like people who are super, super famous – like no longer have that part in them where they can be kind of like gushing or super curious fans. Right. But she yeah. totally is. Yeah. So Robin's like, well, she didn't expect what happened to happen. How would she know? Like, Are you serious, Robin? Are you serious? Like you think she didn't know that that would be a big thing on this season and she would be hurting? Moving on. Moving on, Robin. You know what, Robin? Uh, you know, I've always loved you and your vibe. All right. But one thing I noticed this season is there seemed to be an extra sexual chemistry between you and mine. What? What, Nikki? Where Nikki, did what? that come from? <laughs> Are you sure you weren't just watching porn or something? Like, <laughs> where, where did, like literally, it was their least sexual chemistry. Chem there was. <laughs> was it when he told her that she was lazy and stayed in bed all day and that was unattractive, or was it when he took her to the fucking juice shop and told her off some more? Which part was Or was it? it the time when he like rolled up the window on her elbow outside the <laughs> warehouse? And as we all know, warehouses are the most like sexually exciting places one can have. Be or in, insisted I mean, that she have another baby even though she's like doing great in her career and does not want another fucking baby. Like which part of that says sexual chemistry exactly? I know. She's like, so this season were you getting a little more sex action from Juan? I'm like, what part of him driving away and abandoning her in a parking lot says there's more sex action? So then she's like, well, because the kids are doing virtual school, we had to get a little bit more creative. So what we would do is I would sleep and he would yell at me and then we wouldn't talk the rest of the day. Then he would masturbate in the bathroom. So, mm, did he masturbate more when I was in the house? Probably, yes. <laughs> See? Because I noticed that even Juan seemed happier. Like, could it be that you're making new money and it takes a lot of pressure off of him? And, like, could it be that, like, now, like, hey, my wife is on TV looking pretty every week and I don't know, I don't want anyone coming and snatching her from me? I'm like, what is this theory? She's been on TV for six years and she's always looked amazing. <laughs> Yeah, all this, like all, all of a sudden Juan realized. <laughs> yeah, and all of those eligible straight guys sitting at home watching Real Housewives trying to find their next wife, I'm sure. <laughs> and so Juan she, seemed like grumpier than he ever has been. Yeah, he really <laughs> did. 
Uh, so Robin's like, well, you know, here's the thing. He's an NBA player like he used to be. So like he used to be, he's used to being the one that everyone knows. And now I think he finds it sexy to seeing me, to see me do my thing. <laughs> Selling about? hats. <laughs> Selling hats. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for a long time, like he was just like, you know, in these arenas with 20,000 people around him. And, you know, he was like a superstar. But now the tables have turned because I make hats. <laughs> you know, I think it's the first time he really saw me in that garbage truck that he had a boner all day long. <laughs> I still need to know what happened to the damn garbage truck, okay? You can't just drop the garbage oh, yeah. truck. It's this is the that second was... housewives place. It's or the second housewives uh, city that has dropped a garbage truck. Uh, yeah, they were, that was uh, that was like there must have been some producer who got in the mix. So there was some like development executive <laughs> of Bravo who was like, you know what? Let's move from like from vagina vaginal rejuvenation and let's do garbage trucks. So they tried it for like a season on New Jersey and a Potomac, and they're like. You know what? Let's let's. How about cryo? Can we do cryo? Let's do that. Murder. How about murder mysteries? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Garbage trucks never really sang. You know. Never really. So um, let's see. Uh, so yeah, Robin says that Juan finds her sexy now because she sells hats. So Nikki's like, yeah, I agree. Because prior to this season, I never paid attention to what people said about Robin, follow Giselle, etc. But what struck me as odd was why are we mad at Ashley? I was like, you know, when you said that, you said. We're mad at Ashley. And I was like, why do you need another woman to tell her who you're mad at? And like, Robin's it's like... It's so literal. It's a, <laughs> such a literal interpretation of that moment by Nicki Minaj. <laughs> you know, like, it was like a joke. It's a jokey way of being like, wait a second. Like, it's kind of like, I, like I'm feeling some sort of way. Are you feeling some sort of way? Are we mad? Are we mad right now? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a weird gotcha moment for that entire weekend, for that to be what she stuck on for sure. Uh, yeah, to be like one of the first questions in the reunion, like, why did you have to ask yourself for permission when he said I'll be mad at her? <laughs> I was like, that's yeah. a very literal interpretation, Nikki. Yeah, if you need evidence that Robin is up Giselle's butt, just watch this reunion. Every time someone comes <laughs> for Giselle, Robin's like, oh, oh, how dare you? <laughs> right. Nikki's just like listening to Janet Jackson. What have you done for me lately? Now, why do I have to do anything for you? I'm just listening to the song. No, Nikki, don't be so literal. Don't be so literal. Um, so uh, Robin's like, well, I mean, it, basically, I was talking to everybody. I was saying, like, you know, we. I mean, come on, I was drunk. Did you pay attention? And Nikki's like, oh, yeah, I saw. And then she starts doing the like fingering herself motion that Robin was doing. And she's like, we knew you were drunk, Robin, okay? But I don't think that you, I don't think that um, you need to play that card. I don't, I don't even know what she said here because it, I, Nikki here's was what right. I said. It says, I don't think you need that we card because people always, oh, she's saying you don't need to play the we card just because people are always yapping. Or hacking? Well, Robin gave it way too much energy. Robin should have just been like, oh, no, it's a jokey way of saying, like, like what's the deal? Right? But instead she was like, well, there was so much going on, and I was drunk, and da-da-da-da-da. So she actually made it sound like she was she – was, she was actually making excuses for why she was asking for permission, which she wasn't even asking for permission. So then Wendy is like – Wendy jumps in, and she's like, well, you know what? At the reasonably shady party, you said, are we not going on that trip together? Because – um like, I don't even remember the flashback. Wendy, <laughs> Wendy here. We. 
Yeah, Wendy here with a we gotcha. Wendy is so yeah. ridiculous with her. <laughs> she has multiple gotcha moments that are nothing, okay? This is like your this is another poster board text moment for her. And she's yeah. like really into it, you know. She's like, Well, on that trip you said we weren't coming. And she's like, But we weren't invited. So we was actually part of a good sentence in that in that regard. <laughs> and Wendy's like, But you know, I well how about how I got invited to the shady part? of the party. And Robin's like, are you still mad about the shady invitation? Come on. And Wendy's like, well, are you bitching over a shady invite? And Robin's like, it was tongue in cheek. If you can't laugh at anything, I feel sorry for you. She goes, no, I laughed in your face. So then Nikki like weighs in with like the official, like the official declaration. He goes, you know what? Well, I wouldn't take it personally if I knew I wasn't a hater, Wendy. And Giselle's like, thank you. Uh, that's what we were saying, Nikki. Uh. <laughs> and so Wendy's like, but then you said, I was, so you said I was a hater, so you just played yourself. Mwah. <laughs> Another <laughs> semantics gotcha. Yeah, I loved it. And she's like, you know, I think it might be a play on the reasonably shady thing. Like, you know, the way you said nude interlude, you know? And I was like, no, that wasn't really a play on words. That was literally her sending out invitations of her being nude, you know, in a video yeah. that Eddie took in their hallway bathroom. Yeah, and Nikki's like, I wouldn't have been mad at that. So then, um, oh, you know what? This always makes me, <laughs> this always makes me crack up. Okay, whenever I'm reading the text and I see like, ask Robin and Giselle if they're secret lovers. Oh, the tweets that say that. So like, um, you know, like, what's your type with the cooch? Now, by the way, I would have to say this would also qualify theoretically under that. Uh, if we went back to what Wendy was mad about with Giselle and Robin, like basically them shining a national spotlight on a, a stupid rumor. Sort of what Nikki just did with Robin and Giselle. Yeah, that's true. And it's also the beginning of like the, oh no, gay, the gay panic segment. Yes, the gay the, panic segment. The gay panic that Nikki, Nikki whips up a gay panic and then tries to have be like very much like, but that's the beauty of America. We can all, we can like who we want to like, okay? <laughs> I know it's just so weird because she's so overtly sexual in her work and everything she's asking today. I mean, she asks everyone about fucking multiple times, <laughs> but then it comes to gay stuff and it's like, oh my God, possible lesbian, a homosexual. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like this gay panic part was so hilarious. It shouldn't have been hilarious to me, but it was hilarious to me because it was just like, <laughs> it was so like blatant and silly. But um, but so then she's like, okay, so like, what's your type with the cooch, huh? What's your type with the cooch? Like, if okay, if somebody was gonna pay you fifty fifty billion dollars to pick up one lady to sleep with, who would it be? Okay. And Giselle's like, she wouldn't, she wouldn't. She goes, oh my god, sounds like jealousy to me, Giselle. And Robin's like, I would pick you, Nikki, you. She's like, that's safe. You know, because if your girlfriend's going to get mad, you know, uh, that's a safe answer, okay? You yeah. know, don't tell me, Robin, because you look very good, Robin. You look very good. So she's basically saying, because Robin picked Nikki, that was a safe answer, which is sort of uh, implicates even more that Robin and Giselle might actually be having a lesbian affair. <laughs> yeah. So which, like, it was definitely a stretch. So then Giselle's like, well, uh, if we're getting paid, uh, me, Robin, and Ashley uh, are going to sleep together. Uh, and <laughs> Ashley's like, yeah, we're a thruple. See? Storyline. Storyline. And Candace goes, I would jump in. That's not how thruples work. 
okay? You don't just, you don't, you have to be invited, okay? You don't just show up and jump on the pile. Yeah, of course she's jumping in to get some of that $50 billion, okay? So then, um, then Karen, <laughs> then Karen goes, oh, Ashley, you and Candace are going to have sex together? Oh, wow, this is, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. Nikki just makes a little brr. Well, she, well, she makes a brr because Mia goes, and she had the audacity to call me a prostitute, which is actually very funny in the way that Candace jumped in on that, like, theoretical $50 billion. <laughs> and that's when Nikki went brr. <laughs> brr. So Nikki's like, okay, okay now. So did you guys share a hotel room on the Eastern Shore? Because there was a hesitation in your voice, Giselle, you know, when they asked you that? And that's true. I didn't really notice that at the time, but they showed the phone call when Ashley's like, did you guys uh, share, did you guys each get your own room? She's like, uh, yes, yes, uh, yes, we did. Uh. So was, uh, was Robin eating your box when you called on the phone, huh, huh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so they say that they did share a room actually one time at Andy's baby shower and it was only a queen size bed. Ooh. And Karen goes, hmm, now a lot of things make sense. I'm like, what makes sense, Karen? <laughs> was there, were you, have you been trying to puzzle together their travel arrangements ever since the baby shower? Like, I just don't understand. There are two of them, but one reservation was talked of. I don't understand. Yeah, and um, Ashley's like, whatever, maybe their butts touched or something. And she's like, well, I, are you jealous? Because I broke that story. <laughs> yeah, because they had a queen bed, so they were butt to butt. So then they're like talking about how like their butts touched, as you just said. Which, again, it was like very much like low-level, maybe not low-level, uh, gay panic happening here. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. Uh, so then Nikki's like, Robin, do you think that Mr. Dobby is attracted to Juan? And she's like, uh, yes. <laughs> and she's like, we all do. Uh. <laughs> and Ashley says, sexually? She goes, what other way is in Ashley? She's like, oh, like friendly attracted. She goes, there's no such thing as friendly attracted. Imagine if your husband said he was friendly attracted to another woman. Okay, okay, but that's not. But uh, <laughs> she's that will be very odd to me because Robin's because because Nikki says I can't believe that you're so cool about it and Robin's like yeah well because Juan wouldn't let Michael suck his dick like she's like I'm cool because I know it's not really a concern right <laughs> and Nikki's like but what about if like another woman said that she wants to suck my man's dick like and then they keep on like having a friendship like that's very odd to me it's like that's not this but that's not the situation first of all Michael never. Went up to Juan and was like, all right, here's what I want to do with you. I want to suck you a dick. He made this comment, you know, in like a drunken moment, probably sort of like as a joke, maybe not a joke, but like it's a different, I don't know. I just think, I can't even believe I'm like, it's all, yeah, it's, it's nothing we have to parse. Right now. Yeah, it's, it's so stupid. I mean, does Michael probably have bi tendencies? Maybe. Who knows? The man demands a horny goat. But, like, who cares? And why are you yeah, trying who... to make it like an actual boyfriend situation where Juan is cheating or leading Michael on or some weird Yeah, it's like, and just, well, if a human expresses attraction to another human and then says, I would suck their dick or suck their vagina or suck their booty, and then they're testing each other, you don't think at any time it's going to get flirtatious? I mean, be honest. We're grown. Be honest. <laughs> We're grown. <laughs> and Robin's like, oh, I think he just doesn't want to give it attention, which we're giving it. Like, well, 
I think it's very mature because if most straight men, especially black men, like if someone said that and it's not cool, you know, because gay people are being attacked. So I'm not saying like I approve <laughs> of that or anything, you know, because it's not cool. But I'm just saying I've never seen that before, you know. Okay. So you're saying like most straight men would kick would want to fight the gay guy's ass or whatever. And she goes, she even says, she even says the famous phrase, especially in today's climate. <laughs> in today's climate that perhaps you're contributing to at this moment, whether you realize it or not. Yes, so, 100%. She's like, does he have other gay male friends? Listen, as a gay guy <laughs> with a lot of straight friends, a lot of straight guy friends, who fucking cares? I've never seen anybody freak. Well, and maybe it's not to my face, but I've said you're hot or I do. Like, who cares? What is this? But it was a, it was a it was a strange line of questioning. Like, does he have other gay gay male friends? Like, like like we are kind of like these strange like beings that crawl out of the woods and and like the friend straight man like that. But yes. then but the best Do part they is that text like, him in a weird way. Oh my god! What if the gay guy <laughs> liked your boyfriend? What would you do? I hope he would kick his ass. Like, fuck off, lady. So, yeah. So she goes. Does he have other gay male friends? And now she goes. Um. Michael's not gay. <laughs> and she goes, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, like, you can't say other because it implies that your husband is gay, and I would never do that. <laughs> and I know what she meant was, like, I'm not trying to, like, out someone or not trying to say someone is something that they aren't. But the way she said it does almost sound like she's, like, saying, oh, that would be the biggest insult to call someone gay, right? Right. And she did also just call Michael gay, like 100%. So whatever, lady, whatever backtracker. <laughs> Um, so she's like, yeah, yeah, you can't do that, you know, the way the world is. And Karen's like, okay, Nikki, keep going. She's like, damn, Karen, why you boss me around? (laughs) I'm the grand grand dame here. So Karen goes, no, 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 I I find this very interesting. I want to report back to Surrey County about how interesting this is. That's all. She goes, Mm. because she's a shady, shady, she's shady. Karen is a shady bitch. And Karen's like, grand dame on, Nikki, grand dame on. So then Nikki asks Giselle about her daughters, and, and then it sounds like she's going to be all nice. She's like, oh, I'd love to see you with your daughters. You know, okay, Giselle, you know that you're stunningly beautiful woman, right? Like, beautiful. <laughs> and Giselle's like, yes. Yes, yes I do. <laughs> she says, well, I remember when you were like, yeah, you know, I'm hot. I got all this. Guys cross the street from me or whatever. But you know what? I look at you then, and I look at you now, and you've definitely changed a bit. Do you think your beauty has faded? (laughs) (laughs) And it comes to Ashley, and Ashley's eyes are like, whoa. She's like, wait a second. I thought I had a bad mind questioning. Never mind. It was like, boom. And Karen can't even look. She just is like, (laughs) she's like looking away like, oh, she's finally saying it. God. <sighs> and then Nikki goes, Oh, you're just giving a different look, like an uglier, older, frumpy look. Are you giving just a different look? That's all. <laughs> Are you going from like Jennifer convertibles to like an antique store on purpose? It's what I mean. <laughs> Are you a- going from like a Ferrari to like a 1985 Volvo? <laughs> just wondering. Are you going from like. A Nissan Maxima to like walk into school in the snow for a mile in 1920. <laughs> Tell me the are truth. Are you are you going from vaulted ceilings with exposed beams 
to popcorn ceilings. Just wondering. <laughs> so Giselle's like, well, are you being shady? Yeah. And she's like, well, you said that Ray will be six feet under, you know, by the time you lose your look. So, like, what did you feel about that? <laughs> she's like, well, he was basically telling me I needed to find a man. And I found it then, and I find it now, for someone to have that conversation with someone that is not his wife. Uh, um, excuse me, to even have that conversation. Why would your Why would you be having that conversation with your wife? You need to find a man before your looks fade, first of all. That's and true. second, it's not cool to talk to your wife like that either, man. Yeah. And Karen's like, well, like, you asked, you asked Ray, you asked a question, and he gave you an answer. And she's like, well, you weren't there for the 800th time. Uh, you weren't there. Uh, so Karen, of course, is now in protective motion. Like, well, I've been married to him for 25 years. One of those years, I was actually the ambassador to Surrey County. And Ray does not lie. Everything that we taped does not make it to film. And Nikki's like, um, you know, uh, Giselle, I'm glad you said that because with strong, outspoken women, you know, like we might get the best of the other person in an argument, but people in the gate that, you know, you can still feel hurt. You still you feel hurt. Like you were the one, you just said any, <laughs> you just said worse than anybody has said to Giselle. <laughs> You know what? Even people whose looks have faded worse than an old carpet, they can get hurt too. Because guess what? Carpets get holes. So do people. <sighs> and Giselle's like, yes. And Candace is like, yes. Yes, exactly. Shut up, Candace. Okay? She's not yeah. talking to you. And this doesn't apply to you with your asshole fifth grade taunts. Okay? Well, actually, you should have been very happy because when Candace said, well, she's getting better. She's working on that. Nikki goes, whoa. Whoa, Candy Girl, listen, this is a point I'm trying to make, Candy Girl. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> so Nikki says, so you make jabs at Karen's age all the time. She goes, no, I don't, da. She goes, oh, I must be watching a different motherfucking show than, than you're on. And then they show I think that clips. that was established. <laughs> I was like, I think that was established when you said that Robin and Juan had insane sexual chemistry this season. <laughs> yeah. So we see clips of Giselle making, you know, shitty comments, but they're all so funny, too. She's like, Karen looks like she just rolled out of bed, slapped on a wig, and got on her CVS shoes. <laughs> and Karen's like, well, you know, she's in the same bracket. She's in her 50s. And Giselle goes, yes, uh, but I thought we never, but like, we never knew your age. Uh. And Karen goes, well, I always tell my age I'm 58 and I'm very proud of it. And you want to look like this when you're 58, but you got five more years. But you'll be good. You'll be good. And for women to come after each other's age, corny. That's right. Corny. Corn is not something that we sell at Surrey County, but we do have ham. Lots of ham. Can we say hammy from now on? And Nikki says, well, you know what, Karen? It's not like Giselle can say, oh, my face is better than hers. My body is better than it hers. Ain't. Or I'm richer it than ain't. her. Or I it have ain't. more wicks in my candle than her. You know, I mean, what's, the, best, what's the next best thing? <laughs> and Mundy goes, period. So Giselle goes, <laughs> Nikki's just dragging Giselle at this point. She's like, like well, doesn't have a better bag. face, doesn't have a better body, doesn't have more money. <laughs> <laughs> All she can go for is the age. So Giselle goes, in my defense, uh, for a very long time, we didn't know how old Karen was. Uh. And Rob goes, yeah, you look a lot younger today than you did season one. And they show like a side by side of like Karen looking like. You know, she's in some sort of crazy drag, which is what her season one look was. Well, Karen did look a lot older. I mean, everything, you know, that's, it's like the old saying, I'm not ugly, I'm just poor, you know? 
where <laughs> you just don't you, you just don't, haven't spent all the money to get all the work done. She's had a ton of work done. And um yeah. I mean obviously always beautiful, but Giselle's full of shit too. She knew how old Karen was. She's re- she knew that she was making fun of someone older. <laughs> Typical yeah, Giselle like, "What? We didn't know how old she was." Ah. And Nikki's like, "Okay, um how old do you think she looked in season 1?" And Robin goes, 60s. And now she looks like she's 52. Karen goes, well, it's Carter Rebirth. Hmm? <laughs> she goes, I was a brunette. I was a housewife. I had my rebirth. Hello. <laughs> like, Hello. So then uh, Nikki is like, okay, so what did you do? Okay, what did any gay people touch your face? She goes, well, um, you know, there was, uh, I take good care of myself. And, you know, I did filler, filler around the eyes. I have my eyes are stuffed with many wicks, and every time I make a candle, I just pluck one out. <laughs> you know, I looked five years older until I got Wi-Fi in Surrey. There's something about <laughs> it. It just changes your life. Hmm? So Nikki, Nikki's like, well, I believe in second chances for love. And would you have given Jamal a second chance? And Giselle says, 100%, da. Okay, so then why didn't he give it a second chance when he had all his time to give it a second chance? Like, But, like, why only when you're on TV he's giving you a second chance right now, huh? Well, through my journey through success, he's been very supportive. And my success here put us on a more equal footing. And Nick is like, <laughs> oh, that is very, very valid. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. When you and Jamal were hanging out again, did you guys touch butts in the bed? Just wondering. Lesbians. That's what lesbians do. You heard it here first. Okay, I broke that story. <laughs> Is Jamal secretly a woman and you attracted to it? That makes you a lesbian, maybe? <laughs> so Giselle's like, I was always in his shadow. And she's like, and in his pockets. And she goes, well, I didn't work, if that's what you're asking. And she goes, yeah, but you, you had money that was due you for having his children. And Giselle's like, um, yes, he has several streams of income. Did I help him start his church? Yes, I did. It was me and 40 people. And for years, he didn't make money from that church. We lived off books and tours. And she, and now it's 15,000 people, which is crazy. And she's which like, was great. Oh. I did not. Re- yeah, that gets a double. At least for me. I did not realize that Giselle was actually like really there from the ground up. I thought that she already had his congregation or whatever. That I didn't realize it was just 40 people when they started. Yeah, and she's like, no wonder you got that Gucci car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so then um, the, the producers are like, ask, it's like sort of at a break, and the producers are asking the women if they need anything. And it cuts to Andy, and he's like giving a thumbs up to the camera, like, wow, great, finally, all the lesbian questions I've wanted to ask. Yeah. Every time they cut to Andy, his mouth is on the ground. He's just nodding wildly, like, yeah, get that goal, <laughs> son, get that goal. Love this. Love this. And, and Candace is like, well, this woke me up. And Wendy goes, I don't even know what she's about to say to me, which is funny because later on we find out that Wendy went and just like looked through Nikki's cards, which is also funny because as someone on our Facebook group pointed out that Wendy is the one who <laughs> was uh, saying that all her reads are like not yes. rehearsed. And here yeah. she is <laughs> looking at the questions ahead of time. Yep. So when we come back, Nikki comes to her chair and she's like, uh, they said that Kara was looking uh, through my cards. And Wendy says, that was me. She goes, uh, that was you. She goes, yeah, I read all of them. She goes, why'd you do that? She goes, cause I, she goes, well, I didn't have a chance to weed them all, but. <laughs> I was surprised that Nikki wasn't more angry about that. To be honest, I would be scared if I read through Nikki Minaj's cards, but you know, when she caught me, I would be really scared. Yeah. 
Jeez. And someone's like, she cheated on the test. I guess Mia. And that was Mia. And uh, so then we go to Karen. And uh, she's like, uh, I need to prep. All right. All right, Karen, I need to prep for this. She goes, okay, Lord, let me sit up straight. <laughs> <laughs> That's, noise. She, that's when she just sits up straight. Yeah. <laughs> She's just adjusting herself like her teeth are coming back and forth, getting in the perfect place in her mouth. Someone's adjusting the V the V alignment or whatever on the TV on her. <laughs> no, hold on. I'm still in UHF. All right. All right. Ray, can you adjust the rabbit ears, please? I'm getting a little staticky. <laughs> I'm seeing NBC in my periphery. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Mm? <laughs> So she starts asking uh, uh, Karen about her fight with Giselle in the beginning of the season about like saying that Giselle has a hot box and all that stuff. And she's like, do you think that you proved your point that, you know, that that ain't what she wanted? And Karen's like, yes. And, you know, what were you talking about with her in the hot box? And Karen goes, well, at the time, that is what they were talking about in the blog is that there was a hot box situation going on. And so do I believe it? No. But I was ashamed that she allowed me to pull me into that. And at some point, you've got to fight fire with fire. Although you can also fight fire with ham. And it's actually quite delicious when that happens. You know, I wanted her to get up off of me. And she got up off of me. And just I was like, well, uh, oh, I guess Nikki's like, well, the next time she says you don't want it, are you going to stop Giselle? And Giselle says, no, we're going to continue on because we are in the moment. And Nikki says, uh, you know you're going to stop. I would. I would. She's scary. And Giselle <laughs> says, we've been going for six seasons. Ah. Yeah, and, and Karen goes, well, the difference is that I'm fighting with a level of ammunition that you fight with. So in, specifically in this case, candles with three wicks. That's what I just throw them at her face over and over and over again until she shuts up. Three wicks. Fire with fire. Mm. <laughs> well, when you fight fire with fire, you better have three wicks to carry that fire. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. And Robin's like, Karen is just making stuff up when Giselle's fighting with facts. That's the difference. <laughs> and Nikki's like, um, I love after 25 years, you still treat Ray like a king. Like, you get real freaky with him. Like, you sat on his lap. Remember that? That was freaky. That was, like, <laughs> yeah, that so, was funny. Like, if that was in a bed, you would be a lesbian right now. When Nikki pointed out, like, remember when you sat on his lap? <laughs> I was like, wait, this is like, like, is, is like, do people not normally sit on people's laps? It was just funny that she like homed in on this like very specific moment of Karen sitting on Ray's lap and like, oh my God, like how freaky you were, huh? Sitting on a lap. You sat on a lap. Like, what you been doing to Ray Ray? You got him saying, I love you this season, Karen. And she's like, well, I hustled. I got into Bloomingdale's and then, you know, an HSN with La Dame, so I hustled. <laughs> Which reminds me of last episode when Ray says that he feels like Karen does not, you know, promote herself enough. And here she is like, why does, why is her love life with Ray better? It's because she got into Bloomingdale's and HSN with La Dame. <laughs> yeah. And Just wedging like, that in there. She's like, do you grab his ass a lot when he's on top of you? And she's like, a lot. <laughs> mm, all right, let's move on. And she goes, but I'm not teabagging. Not teabagging. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'm so glad that you brought that up, Karen. Because, like, why did you lie and say you didn't know what that meant? She goes, well, I, 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 did, I, didn't, you know, I didn't know any of that. I don't know any of that. I don't know what teabagging is. Is that some sort of strange candle that you drop into something? I don't understand. And she says, let Candace tell you, because I'm not doing any of that stuff. And Candace is like, I'm waiting till 25 years just to do butt sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, and Nikki is like, okay, show of hands if you think Karen knew what tossing a salad was. And they pretty much all raise their hands except for Candace. Yeah, and Karen's like, well, I'm never doing that to a man. And Ashley <laughs> says, but have you ever had anybody do it to you? None of your damn business. <laughs> And I say that as someone who has a business that's gotten candles into HSN and Bloomingdale's. All right, Miss Mia, I want you to know that speaking to your mother was one of my favorite moments of the season. Um, and Mia's like, yeah. And so they talk about how, like, touching it was and that Mia, it, you know, gets her feelings hurt when they talk about what a shithead her dad was because she has good memories of her dad, you know. And yeah. Nikki's basically like, you know, like, there needs to be this moment of healing, which is good, you know, because the show's not all shady shit. And, like, we need to talk about it. And she's like, yeah, and mom's doing much better because she saw that. And she has my babies right now, and she's at my house. Yeah. And Nikki's like, oh, my God, you know, because we are rooting for you, and we love mamas who care to change and apologize. And it's okay because, you know, you make mistakes because you're human, you know? Thank you for recognizing that. Okay, now your plastic surgery. (laughs) So you owned all that. So does it enhance the climax or was it just for the look? And if it's just for the look, what kind of freaking shit, freaky shit do you and Zaddy do? And she's like, well, you know, we have freaking shit going on. You know that. She goes, is there a... <laughs> it's really hard going from Mia to Nikki. And Nikki's like, <laughs> is, it, is there a menace shit going on there? And um, then she, everyone kind of pauses because Mia's basically shrugging like, of course. And she goes, with Becky's? And Candace is like, oh, Becky's. Becky's. <laughs> and Mia's like, I pick beautiful women. They're just like exotic, unreal Women and they're all kind of like, mm. and so, um, and she says it just makes the marriage better. And so, um, like, what if Mia want? What about? What about? Would you ever bring in another man? And Mia's like, oh hell no, I'm not interested in that. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, so then, um, Nikki's like, well, make it fair, make it fair. And she says, so, so they basically move on. So Nikki's like, so Karen, Ashley, and Mia all have older men. So if you all had your own $100 million in the bank, would you still have picked old bags of gas to get married to? I mean, and yeah. Ashley's like, well, I mean, maybe when I met Michael, maybe not. I mean, look, I was bartending. That's how we met. <laughs> yeah, Ashley was 22 when she met Michael. And she's like, I was so attracted to him. Oh, we like what were you attracted to? Uh, the most. She like fixes it. <laughs> She's yeah. like, "What the fuck were you attracted to with this guy?" Huh? Was it I when mean, he was sitting the on mo- the edge of that volcano holding a ring? <laughs> was it when he put a dollar into the g string of the guy who was dancing at the bar? You were at a gay club, right? You were, you were bartending at a gay club. When it was, was it when he was dancing for the commercials for Six Flags? <laughs> <laughs> was it was it when he had a, spent five years on the Sopranos playing uncle the uncle to Jen, to Tony Soprano? Had he come out of the cocoon yet or not? <laughs> was it <laughs> was it was it when he performed in the in the live action version the live television version of Annie on NBC this Thursday <laughs> as the as the guy with the bald what's that guy's name, Ronnie? I don't even, I don't know Annie well enough. Who's that? Have you, did you see the commercial Daddy for Annie? Warbucks. 
Dad, of course, Daddy Warbucks. I'm like, who the? I can't remember his name. But did you yeah. see that Harry Connick Jr. is playing Daddy Warbucks? Yeah, and I saw a clip of it online, and I don't know when it's Harry terrifying. Harry Connick looks. I mean, he looks terrifying. He's not made to be bald. Let's just say He's, that. And also, he normally can sing, right? Because in what I saw, he couldn't. So I'm confused I, by that whole thing. It was like the commercial, which I think I saw during this. There's just a shot of Harry Connick Jr. in this bald cap, just smiling, like leering at the camera, like, hi, I'm Harry Connick Jr. I'm going to be an Annie. <laughs> You're just like, whoa, whoa, I actually would prefer Michael Darby in this role. Also, is the girl who plays Annie 30? Yes or no? Because I think she's 30. That's my guess. I, I don't remember who's playing Annie, but um, I do know that Taraji P. Henson's in it. She's looking crazy. And so is... Um, there was someone else who was looking real crazy in it. <laughs> everyone, pretty much everyone on the promo looked. Well, you know, crazy. I love my cookie, so I'll be watching. I, I love, watching. I love Taraji B Henson, but like they definitely are making her look real crazy. Yeah. Um, was the Bayou like that on Golden Pond? <laughs> <laughs> one last one. Just bring it back. <laughs> I loved you in Murder One on ABC. Is that what you said to him first time you saw him? That's a real, that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut for you, Ashley. <laughs> you know what I gotta say, Ash? Ashley, did you ever have a thing for Ed Koch? Just wondering. Ed Koch. Oh my God. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. Okay, so um. <laughs> She talks about being 22 and that she was attracted to him because he's dynamic, he's witty, and I found him attractive. Whatever, please. <laughs> no one's buying that. So then it moves to Karen, and she's like, well, the 100 million would have enhanced it, but to have Ray, I had to have Ray, okay? When I met Ray, he moved my soul. The sole of my shoe. I was like, excuse me, can you move this shoe over so I can kiss you? And he did. And everyone, Nikki's like, mm. when I knew him, I knew he was the one. And so she, Nikki's like, well, did it enhance him at the time that he was the black Bill Gates? And she goes, <laughs> she goes, because like, you're not a gold digger, but you ain't missing with no broke. Mm. <laughs> and Karen's like, um, well, it helped that he was rolling. Um, would I have been with a broke man? Hell no. <laughs> so the answer is, <laughs> well, actually, no, the answer is nothing. But that was funny. She's like, <laughs> she's like, oh, I love my, I, I had to have my, I had to have, but if he was broke, no way. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. So Nikki asks if Mia would have married Zaddy. And she's like, um, what makes you think I don't already have a hundred million in the bank? Just, I know you <laughs> such don't. It's <laughs> such a Mia answer. <laughs> um, with your <laughs> well, that a hundred million dollars you get owning six franchises of <laughs> of the joint chiropractic <laughs> yeah um so she's like i know you don't please and she goes um i would have hands down she goes but would you have been at this club working still like why aren't you there now then because me was like yeah i still liked it there she's like then why aren't you there now and she goes well i thought about working there after working with all these hoes and everyone just kind of <laughs> rolls their eyes i'm yeah, surprised that like Mia's not having a better reunion well, but Mia, I think one thing we keep forgetting is that Mia's really bad on her feet. And like, and <laughs> I know that would, if Candace were here, that would really open up a little comment from Candace. But um, uh, she had, remember they, they had like a whole montage about how like 
when confronted, she sort of just like she gets flat. She gets like flustered and lies and just says wild shit. <laughs> and then later on, she's like, yeah, I was, I was lying. So she's just not good on her feet. But Nikki yeah. is like, so Nikki goes, OK, everyone, everyone outside in TV land. If you ever go to a strip club and you're able to buy a steak, it is not a strip club. OK, do you still stand by that? Or do you see how crazy you look when you say that? Because you went so hard about it, Mia. And Mia's like, well, I went back and, you know, I thought I'm really disrespecting women everywhere who don't like to call themselves strippers. They like to call themselves entertainers. So I thought now is the time to correct that. She goes, specifically, she calls them not just women, but beautiful bossy women and goes, I need to speak up for them and correct that term. And Nikki's like, no, you didn't try to make this an empowerment movement, girl. Mia. Mia. No, Mia. <laughs> and everybody's cracking up. And Candace is like, oh, yes, she did. And so then uh, Mia's like, well, you know, like, you don't put stripper on your resume. You put entertainer on your resume. And Candace goes, no, you don't. Strippers don't have resumes. <laughs> Mia's like, they don't get it. So Nikki goes, so if it was chicken strips and not steaks, would it have been considered a strip club? Yes or no? (laughs) (laughs) And Candace, by the way, goes, I sure don't get it. Like, God, enough with that. Enough with, like, the slut shaming. Jesus Christ. So then Mia's like, "Um, my definition of a strip club, they serve chicken wings. (laughs) (laughs) I just never... I never realized that the strip clubs were just so tied to the menu, <laughs> right? Like, the figure so Nick, is fucking men. Nikki's like, so if you're wearing a gown and you're serving steak and lobster, it's not a strip club. It's an entertainment business. <laughs> and, she goes, oh, and Karen, oh, by the way, Karen is covering. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say that just to set the scene that while this is happening, Karen has taken some sort of like sash or scarf or maybe it was even her gloves. And she's just like bird boxed her eyes. She just has them over her eyes. She's like, I cannot look at this ridiculousness. I cannot. (laughs) So she's like, okay, then you triple down on that one. It's okay. Look, okay, Mia, does it make you feel good when someone's husband is attracted to you? And Candace goes, oh, yes, because we're all just so jealous of her. She goes, and just, I was like, can she please just speak? Yeah. And Nikki is like, okay, go up in the back and get your projector and come out when I'm done because I'm done. Okay. Um, which was like a reference to Candace with her, like, when she did that hand thing was like the projector. So, yes. um, and Mia goes, put the child in time. And Candace is like, be quiet. <laughs> Um, and she goes, well, to answer your question, I'm used to being a sex symbol. <laughs> Nikki's like, uh, in entertainment, you mean? <laughs> and Wendy goes, oh, wow, someone's husband. And she's like, but Mia, 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 hold on, hold on. Were you insinuating that Wendy's husband couldn't even look you in the eye? I guess that meant you were so beautiful he couldn't look at you? I don't know why this has been so misinterpreted. It's like the second time. And so Mia's ba- Mia explains it again that she's like, well, Wendy was giving me energy that she didn't like Eddie, like she didn't like Eddie to talk to anyone. So like Eddie wasn't even allowed to look at me. That's what, you know, she's basically saying that like Wendy was being so controlling that if Eddie even looked in another woman's direction, she'd be in trouble. Not saying that I am so beautiful that if Eddie looked at me, he would like fall in love. And so he was afraid to look at me, and, which is funny because this is the same kind of thing that came up, I think, in the last episode where she had to clarify that. Yeah. And um, it's so true, too, because then we get the scene of Wendy, Wendy at that honeymooners party 
that love party for couples only. Yeah, newlywed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when Eddie was, they said, if you could sleep with anyone other than your wife or who's the hottest woman here, whatever the question was. And Wendy's like, it better be me. You see her <laughs> tell him, you better write me. Uh, so Mia's like, well, I, you know, I'm just like, why do you have to be so in control? Yeah. And Nikki's like, well, I think that she played herself by showing so much insecurity. And Wendy goes, yeah, but you played. But then she says to Mia, but you played yourself by making that comment about a married man when you were a married woman, huh? <laughs> like, what? Oh, no. And so yeah. then, <laughs> and Mia's like, my husband doesn't give two shits. He actually doesn't give many shits at all. He's very irregular. A lot of prunes in our household. And Wendy's like, but your husband also doesn't care about you fucking other people in front of him. So, okay. But, like, if that's their sex life fucking cares this show this i don't get this show it's like everybody's trying to be so sexy all the time like doing all this work to be as sexy as possible but when it comes to talking about actual sex they're all so like puritanical it's weird um so me america yeah exactly uh so me is like uh well like clearly why are you so obsessed with what we're doing and then they just start talking over they start fighting yeah. And like, it's just like they're talking over each other. It's sort of hard to discern what they're saying. But ultimately, you just hear Wendy going, Big mad, big mad, big mad, ooh, big mad. And Nikki's like, Well, she didn't interrupt you, Wendy. All right. All right. Moving on. Wendy, you're a smart woman. And I get excited when I see you do commentary on TV. And Wendy does that, like, Oh, blessed. I'm blessed. She mm, does. Thank you. Blessed. She, oh, she goes, Oh, thank you. I'm like, She basically okay, does like, hashtag blessed Rise with Rise her facial expression, right? It's like a hashtag yeah. blessed face. She's like, mm. Yeah. It was like very much a, You are so sweet. Thank you so much. It's like, oh, Relax. Okay. Like, relax. So she's like, She's like, so I don't know what made you go from that to candles. It does look odd for you. And I think every viewer is wondering what's going on in Wendy's life. And I, it seemed it seemed like like so much had changed. And even though I didn't like Ashley's approach about how she was saying it to you, it needed to be said because it was obvious. And Ashley's like, um, what aspect did you not like about the approach? <laughs> Wendy's like the fact that there was conversations multiple times instead of coming to me and Robin's like we did come to you <laughs> even though she Nick- didn't Robin did not yeah well they can't well I, I do believe that they approached Wendy with it but they fumbled the ball because they said it in idiotic ways by calling her a loose woman and saying she was no longer not saying she was a woman of substance so whatever they were trying to approach was totally right. lost and they also so, did that she's right that they also did that after they had been talking about it for weeks on camera but let's not forget that Robin and Wendy had already spoken about this before the show even aired and Robin was still acting like it was this huge storyline for the season so <laughs> whatever Robin so Nikki, so then Nikki's like, okay, let's move on, okay? So you guys, it was revealed that Eddie was following a bunch of booty models on Instagram, right? And then Wendy goes, ha, 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 
We'd never seen this from Wendy before. We'd never seen this reaction from anything. It was so over the top and overcompensating. Oh, was... so cringe. I was cringing so hard for her. She was trying so hard and she wouldn't stop. She just kept laughing and clapping. And Nikki's like, uh, and you know, like you're so in control of everything. Like I would think that you would know everything he did on Instagram, you know, because that's how you came across. Like, I'm surprised he got away with that. And she goes, well, he didn't get away with it. Because <laughs> it's not true. I mean, that's blogs. These blogs, they're, they're making stuff up all the time. Come on, they're blogs. Am I right, everybody? Blogs. Look at how at ease I am talking about blogs, just making up stuff, and it just rolls off my back. Look at how at ease. I'm like, wow, you certainly weren't at, e at this much at ease when, you know, Robin and Giselle, you know, it was only it was only last episode that she was saying how when Robin and Giselle brought up the rumors, she gave them she gave these rumors a national stage. And now she's like, <laughs> as if it's nothing, right? So, right, because we uh, haven't heard about the Instagram booty. I mean, we have because we, you know, we know a girl named Social Media. But right. yeah, I don't think this, on the show we've this known is a about new them. one. Right, this was new for the show, and so actually Nicki Minaj just did the very thing that um, that uh, Robin and Giselle had done, and so we see screenshots of like before the allegations, before it was pointed out that he was following like six hundred and something people, and then all of a sudden <laughs> afterwards it drops down to four hundred something. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, no, I mean, honestly. And Nikki's like, ba 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 Even right now, like, isn't he still following? And Wendy goes, um, I don't know who he follows. I mean, come on. <laughs> what? what? Why would I know who he follows? And she goes, uh, yeah, but that's what I want to get to. Because, like, who he's following? Like, is that why you got your butt done? Because he was following booty models. And it's funny because this is literally the line of questioning that Wendy got so mad at with Robin and Giselle and Robin and Giselle, their whole thing was kind of like, what's going on with you that you suddenly changed up your look. And Wendy said like, accused them of misogyny because they're like, what, what kind of woman s you know, says like that I have to get my, my butt done, you know, to compete with other women. And now Nikki is like, oh, like blatantly asking this. And she's like, ha 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 ha. She's like, no, no, no. My, you know, my butt, my, even after I got it done, isn't as big as a booty model. Look at how this rolls off my back. And uh, Nikki's like, but if he is following a booty model, she goes, well, I don't care. She goes, oh, but that's why you got it done? She goes, I love my booty, honey. I love my booty. Um, so now you're all calm about it, oh, Wendy. Yeah. Poor Wendy. This whole thing was just really cringe. And so Nikki's like, so is that why you were dropping it on vacation? And then they show her dancing on the stripping – or no, they show her at the bar. At the bar. In the, yeah. the home bar or whatever at that vacation house. And Mia's mm -hmm. like, um, she was doing it because Jean was dropping those wines. And Wendy's like, well, you were having sex in the Waffle House bathroom. And it's like, <laughs> low budget. <laughs> Wendy's like, you're the pro. You're the pro. You had sex in a Waffle House bathroom. <laughs> Nikki goes, not the Waffle House. <laughs> and Candace is just yelling, no budget. No budget. <laughs> Wendy's like, you had sex in the Waffle House bathroom. You spread your ass. And Karen's like, um, excuse me. I do not like those acrylic nails in my face, Wendy. Mm. <laughs> and also, when are we going to go to the Waffle House? So mm. then uh, Nikki's like, okay, Candace, your mother seems willing to destroy your husband for the world to see. So this mama, like, she doesn't even get checked. So, like, she's just going to keep on doing it. So how did it feel to see your mom saying these things? And so Candace is like, 
I cried. I cried. Mm-hmm. I cried. Well, she needs to know that. And so, of course, it's like, pass her the tissue. It's like literally 15 seconds, and she's already needs the tissue. So yeah. she's Wendy's like, made like a tissue out of the poster board. <laughs> There's like text messages on the tissue. <laughs> she's, I don't want to cry. I don't want to, like Mariah Carey said, I don't want to cry. And so she goes, honestly, it has affected our marriage. So what are you going to tell your mother? You're a grown woman and he's a grown man. And she's like, well, when I saw it, I absolutely checked her. I said, why would you say these things to someone who has always been so good to her and makes her bed when she stays over? And then she gave me a check. And that's what we call checking her. (laughs) And Nikki goes, well, I want to know how you checked it for humiliating your husband on TV. And she goes, well, I... I don't want to disrespect my mother on national TV, but if you guys want to, please have at it. Yeah, and Giselle's like, but she disrespected your husband, which is funny coming Giselle, whose dad was caught on his mic talking about what a shithead Jamal is. Uh, And Nikki's like, but if you have children, your mom, I mean, are you going to be okay with your mom, like, you know, talking about the father of your children? Yeah, it was, your mom would be okay with you potentially getting divorced from the father of your children just because she wants to be funny on TV. I love these hypotheticals that Nikki pulls out. It's like, but what about, let's say this, you're married, and then your mom, she um, she burns down your house, and you're okay with that? It's like, wait, but that wasn't what happened. Wait, 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 wait. But what if you get married, and then your lesbian friends, Robin and Giselle, come over, and your mom says something mean to your husband, and then you get divorced while you're swimming? Wait, wait, wait. What happens? Okay, you're married, but then, like, your scientist friend, he has a toy machine, and you go back to 1985, and then you meet your mom, and your mom falls in love with you. Does that make her Does that make her a lesbian or someone who's into incest? <laughs> God. So Candace is like, well, she said that she was just saying it for TV, but I said there needs to be a boundary about what you talk about on TV. And then I took a break from her. Uh, you did? How long was the break? A uh, few weeks. <laughs> yeah. She's like, but someone like that, you know what? They're just going to do it again. And she goes, well, she doesn't hear it from me, but she will hear it from you, Nikki. No, she will hear it from you if you put out boundaries. It's not that easy. And Karen goes, well, if you get into a pissing match with a with a husband and you're going to lose your... Oh, I, I said... If you, you you get into a pissing match, Dorothy, with, with Candace's husband, you're going to lose your daughter. So I suggest you find a new way to get along with Chris. So Nikki's like, well, I like this song, Drive Back, but I got a question. Keep it real. Scale of 1 to 10. Before that video came out, how successful did everyone think it would be? 10 being successful and 1 being a flitna. <laughs> and Mia goes, negative 2. <laughs> Candace goes, from a place of hateration. She goes, from a place of honesty. No, from a place of hateration. She goes, well, I didn't listen to it. She's like, uh, didn't they play it at the video shoot? Come on. <laughs> Nikki's cracking up. She Mia's loves so it. ridiculous. I know, Karen goes, Nikki's well, laughing so hard. And Mia's like, well, it was in the background. I didn't hear it. <laughs> so Karen goes, well, I thought it was a nine. Nine for effort. Nine for talent. Nine for all those cute little dots that were on those lines in the in the song things, right? Like notes. Yes, yes. Nine for the notes. You can make fun of all of the bad places that I've worked, but every single one of those places that you all call classless at least had food. All right, <laughs> two. I gave it a two. 
So Karen's like, well, I, Nikki's like, no, no. She's like, no, no, no. Let me know. Ten is like super platinum, platinum, huge worldwide hit. Okay. That's what ten is. Okay. And she goes, oh, oh, yeah. Well, I thought it'd be a five. <laughs> a five. I'd give you a five. <laughs> and Candace is like, well, the song has over 500,000 streams. And Nikki just kind of gives a look and then takes a breath like, do girl. I need to drag this girl? <laughs> yeah. Nikki is. You know, because that wouldn't be cool. Like, it's so much just starting out. Nikki is now all of a sudden it's like at that place where Nikki goes from being a fan of these girls to being like, wait a second, I'm Nicki Minaj who sold millions of albums and I'm not going to have this girl act like she's on my level. And like you could sort of just see like her ego was starting to like <laughs> encroach on the space and she was trying to like hold it in to be like, listen, she's a new girl. I, I like I don't have to punch down. But oh, she looked at that moment like she was ready to punch down. And she basically goes as she comes as close to punching down as as one can. Because then Candace is like, yeah, I'm on Billboard. I'm on Billboard on R&B. She's like, mm-hmm. like, wait a second. It's very important. Billboard or iTunes? She's like, well, I'm, I'm number 24. On, on which Billboard? R&B. R&B, Billboard. 24 on Billboard. Number four on iTunes. And Nikki's like, mm. like she's <laughs> She is like, like just trying to like control herself. She's like, and how long has it been out? And she goes, two months. And she's also like, is that good? And when he goes, come on, for a new artist. And Candace goes, and I wasn't signed. Remember that? And she's like, so <laughs> how many albums have you sold? And she goes, over half a million. She goes, no, 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 no. Back it up. <laughs> I mean, this album didn't sell half a million copies. And she's like, yeah. um, hold on, I have an infographic. And she starts scrolling <laughs> through her phone. I love that. I have an infographic. So um, so Robin is like, oh, I have a question. His downloads sell like an album? And she's like, well, if they downloaded the whole album, then yes, dummy. She's like, oh, okay. Well, I downloaded it, so that's at least one. Yeah. Um, and she goes, well, you got at least one. And so Candace is swiping through and it's like taking a long time. And Mia's like, um, come on. You don't know these numbers. She's like, they just came in yesterday. Okay. Haterade 20,213 thus far. And Giselle's like in a week. Gah. And so Wendy's like, uh, mm, oh, all right. Nikki. Mm, yeah. Because all like right. 20,000 albums. So you sold 20,000 albums from. What's the name of the album? Deep Space. Um, okay. Like you can see Nikki's sort of just, she's at that crossroads where she's saying, do I go in hard and just like destroy this girl or am I going <laughs> to be a good host right now? She's like, okay, well, how about this? Let me contain my rage for a moment. Okay. Why don't you toss to your new video? Cause everyone wants to see it. And I am just going to grit my teeth right now because this is very, I'm very happy. I'm very happy for you Yeah, right she now. got nicer. I mean, I thought it was going to be much worse. I was like, oh, my God. You know, I'm not Candace's biggest fan. Yeah. But even I was like, please do not drag this girl for making an effort. You know what I mean? I, like, I thought that, uh, I thought Nikki looked furious and she was, and but she was able to sort of just like push out a smile and <laughs> just push through the segment. But she looked like. You know, she looked. I I thought she was, she was like hated that this that basically Candace is trying to make herself sound like this hugely successful, you know, music artist. Right. Uh, so then you know, Candace is like, uh, "This is my new single. It's called Is It Enough?" And so they watch a little clip of it, and she's like oddly in a bath, and and I just say oddly because how she's moving in the bath, like she's an odd movement 
uh, artist. <laughs> like she in does really awkward movements. Yeah, she's like moving awkwardly in the bath, and then mm. she does like she's trying to be sexy and like grab her crotch and stuff. And I don't know. I thought it was awkward, but it sounds good. And Nikki's like, "Nice, I love the vibe. All right, let me ask: If you were a lesbian, would you sell something with you? All right. If I had a record label, which I do." What would be the selling point that you manage said, girl, you got to check out Candace because boom, you know, and can because she still wants to she wants to haze her so badly. So Candace is like, um, my vocal ability first. Oh, your vocal ability. Yeah. First, I mean, before my dance ability, before my performance, my, my vocal ability first. And I've been singing my whole life. Yeah, but I hear you used auto-tune. Excuse you, Nicki Minaj. Are I you you so are going to give someone shit for auto-tune? I mean, we can. <laughs> we all heard Starships. <laughs> we're, yes, we're just some petty bitches. But Starships was, I don't even know. It was like you rubbed your elbow against something, and they used that as your vocals <laughs> under auto-tune. Listen, I love me? Starships. I love Starships. I love me some super bass. I, you know, I love a lot of Nicki Minaj songs, but like, it is funny that Nicki Minaj is coming for like, you know, vocal abilities. Right. right. So she's, she's like, so you you know, even though I like that song, I heard the auto tune and Candace goes, yes, yes. I've, I've used auto tune on quite a few songs for creative purposes. <laughs> creative. Cause we creatively wanted me to sound like I was on key. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and also choice. I have to say everybody uses so much auto tune in everything. I was watching the Thanksgiving Day parade for a little bit while I was cooking stuff, and look, that's all lips. You know, it's always obviously lip sync because they're just on floats. You know, so they have to do it that way. But they're all chipmunks. I mean, they're yeah. they're auto tuned to the point where I can't even listen to it. I had to turn it off. I it mean, even so Countess Luann is auto tuned. It's crazy. I mean, even a vocal ability like that, and she's the Andrea Bocelli of of housewives. <laughs> <laughs> so um uh so nikki's like she's like okay well we need to hear something a cappella, child something a cappella, which is you know now she's really this is a roasting happening right here because you know she like you know candace is not warmed up or anything uh nah, well so, candace was just singing in the break like <laughs> that's true and also she is an artist and she should be prepared to do that on the reunion you know she's going to be asked to sing something yeah, actually, yeah. And so she all of a sudden is like, uh, she's like very nervous, right? Because she's probably thinking in her head, I wasn't expecting this. Okay, if I have to sing, do I sing Drive Back? Do I sing the new song? Do I promote the new song? Like, what do I do? Do I remember the lyrics to all this and that? So she's get like, and Mia, of course, is like egging this on. She's like, yeah, let's hear it. I want to hear this like negative two quality song. Let's hear it. Yeah. Why are we hesitating? And she's like, well, I'm going to do gospel. And she's like, no, I want to hear Drive Back. You know, come on, just a few lines. And uh, Candace is like, um, let me think of another song. And she's like, sing a song. And so Candace goes, well, I'm going to do my next new single. And Giselle says, she asked for Drive Back. Just do Drive Back. Yeah, you're an artist. And then it cuts to Andy on the sidelines, just laughing, just enjoying this moment while one of his stars is just like, you know, having a personal crisis on stage. And so Nikki is like, yeah, I love this song, Drive Back. I just want you to sing a little bit of it, just a little bit. And everyone in the we see everyone like backstage just watching. And Candace is like, OK, can I get a snap? So they start snapping. And then Candace, she starts to sing and, you know. She's a little sharp. She's a little flat, but like overall, does a pretty good job. 
Um, yeah. Oh, so she- then, um, uh, when it's done, Nikki's like, um, why didn't you want to do that? That was good. And he's like, oh my God, I'm going to go download it. Wow. That was really good, Candace. Yeah. So Candace, like, she was, she, she was, she was challenged. I mean, but she did it. She did it. To her credit, she did it. So then, um, I mean, then I they would all go- say it was probably on par with her best happy birthday renditions that she's done on the show, which, you know, are a mess. But, you know, look, someone worked very hard to invent auto-tune, and God bless whoever it was, because it helps a lot of people, you know? It was like a, um, it was like a mid-pack American Idol audition, right? Like, so had some good qualities, definitely was like, you know, shifting keys on a regular basis (laughs) while she was singing. Here's my thing. I don't like when people reach for the note and then they point like Mariah, you know, they do like the Mariah point, like they're going to hit the note, but then they still miss the note. Like you even pointed at the note. Okay. You even point, you stabbed the note in the air. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, um, so Mia stops. But, you know, I have to so say, I pee. have to say, I am a Carly Rae Jepsen fan and I realize she's also someone who is auto-tuned and I love her songs and I would never expect her to really stay in key when she sings live either. So, you know, <laughs> I'm going to give Candace a shred of credit. Well, I also saw the the uh, Tiffany clip online that's been going around. Have you seen that? No. Where Tiffany, the singer, you know, I saw him standing there, the Beatles cover. That's the Beatles cover, yeah. I and think we're alone um, now. Oh, I think we're alone now. Yeah, and she also did both. I saw him standing she did both. there. Yeah, she did both. Yeah. And uh, she is like singing in some mall somewhere again. And she's like wasted or something. She's just Currently? like, yeah, it was recent, like terrible, really, really bad. And she's getting kind of heckled and she stops and she's like, fuck you guys. I'm Tiffany. This is my song. And I, <laughs> me, I did this and I'm going to do it because this is mine. And then she starts. Oh, it's, it's sad. So, yeah, you know, it was good. It was good. Good job. Right, good for Tiffany. Good for her for speaking. Because you know what? Like people should be so lucky to have Tiffany pop up in their mall and, you know, croak her way through one of her songs. Okay. So, Tiffany was never considered a vocalist. Okay. And for anyone to expect anything else is crazy. And the truth is, if you listen to some of our old favorites or just people who are like superstars, if you listen to them sing nowadays, if you listen to like a Bob Dylan, they're like, uh, 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 and it's like, they don't get shit, you know, Yeah. because they've also earned, they've probably earned that. That yeah. space. I'm just saying, I don't know what I'm defending anymore. Am I? Why did? Why right, we're talking too much about this. I need to move on. <laughs> so Mia goes peepee, and um, Candace, Chris comes up to the set, and Chris, by now, sit down. You're drunk. Like, what are you even walking? You're up literally for? Drunk. you belligerent fucking drunk at this point. So he comes up in his little capri pants or whatever the hell he's wearing, and she's like, "Oh my god, did you see Nikki, honey?" And he's like, "I saw every bit of that. We'll talk about it later." We'll talk about it later. I'm not talking about it right now. It's like, oh, my God, what didn't you like? And he says, the whole line of questioning and the way it was going. I didn't like that. Shut up, Chris. Okay, go make a fucking quesadilla somewhere. You literally just said you're not an actual manager. You're basically a glorified assistant. So, therefore, like, chill out. And so Andy comes up. He's like, wow, I got to give it to you. That was really fucking hard. And you sang your song. And you brought the roof down. Wow. And he's like, are you kidding me? I'm so angry with what she just did. And he's like, but you shouldn't be. Everyone cheering for her. And he's like, yeah, watch the whole thing, Andy. I saw it. Okay, I saw it. Chris, she just stood up for you. (laughs) 
Yeah. Like she, she just told off the mom on national TV. And yes, I agree that it looked like she was going to be evil, but it's not your job to come up and like control things on the stage. Sit down, you drunk but, idiot. But also, more importantly, the story is that Nikki was kind of like, you know, pushing Candace and Candace like rose to the rose to the challenge more or less. And so that's actually it's like a triumphant moment for her and he should focus on that, right? Mm-hmm. So Either way, um, they all now it's time for like the closing segment. So Nikki says, "All of you ladies, I appreciate you, even those who don't have a storyline. And I think you're all dope and continue to be queens who possibly sleep with other queens and don't let anyone stop you. Okay, Andy, I am done. You can take your job back now." So she gives, um, you know, he passes out shots. She's like, "I'm so drunk. I'm living the best time over there. Just blacked out with them drop it." <laughs> and he passes out shots and um Karen, Karen goes Nikki mm, you were so into it and I'm glad you focused on Giselle so long thank you mm. <laughs> all right I want to toast to Andy Conda and second to the Queens of Potomac for being so gracious and toasting to the bad bitches and Andy Conda and then they all yeah, cheers. Yeah, not the lesbians or gay people though gross right okay <laughs> cheers everybody <laughs> And that was the grand finale. The of final, the final line is Karen going, "Well, I feel totally vindicated. You tore yourselves ass up." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good that you went for the ass because the box is quite hot. Oh, fun season! Really good season, season. overall. So that's it's it, great. everybody. Such a great Step's show. It's over. It's gone. I'm sad. I'm sad, but at least, Bob, put have... it in the closet. Yeah, but at least we have Salt Lake City on Sunday still to, to keep our hearts beaten and alive. Yeah. And also, by the way, Potomac ends, Orange County begins. This Wednesday is Orange County, the season premiere, and we will be covering it, of course. So uh, that's something, something to look forward to later this week. And, of course, tonight we have Take a Seat. So come join us on Spotify Greenroom. It's free. You don't, need, um, you don't need a Spotify account, but if you have one, it just makes it easier for you. And uh, we're going to talk about everything. So come join us for that. Get your tickets at watchercrappens.com. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Savoni. She don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila. She's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas. She don't miss no trickleus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie. She has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying. Okay. We McLovin. Karen McClelland. She's always supplying. It's Kelly Ryan. Let's give a kiss to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You don't touch the Nikki Morgan letters. The Bay Area Betches, Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Better than Tabuli, it's Annie and Julie. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Can't have a meal without the Emily Sides. We will, we will. Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Kristen the Ruby Rubano. Let's go on a bender with 
with Lauren Fender. We're letting the catlet out of the bag. It's Lily Catlet. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. She's cheese on a bagel. It's Megan Ragel. Mina Coochie Coochie Coochie. Nancy Cease and Desisto. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Shannon out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys.